Good morning everyone, welcome to my Healer's Astrology series. I'll be starting with some basic introductions for the zodiac signs and then we will move on to the nakshatra. As you can see there, the 27 nakshatra belt is outside and 12 zodiac belt is inside. But before any of we get into this, very hardcore learning stuff of Vedic Astrology and how it affects the health because it's all about healing. Healing of the body, mind, spirit, careers, relationships and so on and so forth. We will take it to the extent it can go to. I was inspired to make this because I find so much of material and I'm trying to sort through all this mess and make it into a presentable format. Now, if you're listening to our podcast, I strongly suggest you follow the YouTube link of the playlist and go through all as and when you want to. I make it in the form of podcast presentation so that it is easily followable, referable whenever you want to and easily understandable. Pictorial format is you know worth a thousand words. So thank you for all your likes, shares and subscribes and now let's get into it. First I want to talk to you about the Lords, the concept of Lords written all over Vedic Astrology. Lord of this, Lord of that, or ruler of this, ruler of that. Well, it amounts to the same thing. Lords or the ruler is the same thing. Wherever I've written rules by, you can also substitute by Lord of. Planets from the 12 ascendants. Now this pie chart over here that you can see Keep a focus on this because we are going to unravel this pie one by one, piece by piece, all throughout the nakshatras and wherever it is applicable for healing, for health, for restoration, for psychological parts, for physical parts and so on and so forth. Okay. So the, we will go through this pie in different forms and fashions to unravel this pie. It's very complicated pie as you can see and there are a lot of hidden meanings so we are breaking the code so to speak here okay so let's start with the rulership or the lordship the sun is the lord of or rules the first house for a leo ascendant now leo as you can see there number five is ruled by the sun as you can see there so sun rules the first house of a leo ascendant right Therefore, it automatically becomes that the mo that Virgo becomes the second house, which is ruled by Mercury. Libra becomes the third house, ruled by Venus. Scorpio becomes the fourth house, which is co-ruled by Mars and Ketu, or the south node of the moon. Sagittarius becomes the fifth house which is ruled by Jupiter and I'm taking only the traditional lordships. I'm not taking the outer planets here, just strictly the Vedic astrology. Okay. And so on and so forth. It goes all the way till moon rules the 12th house in the sign of cancer. This is the way Vedic astrology is organized folks. Okay. Now moon rules the first house of the cancer ascendant. So in the case of cancer ascendant, which number four, you can see over there, moon is ruling there as you can see and then Leo becomes the second house Virgo becomes the third house Libra becomes the fourth house Sagittarius uh, Scorpio becomes the fifth house Sagittarius becomes the sixth house and so on all the way up till which one is that one over there Gemini becomes the twelfth house okay and same way it goes it rules now Mercury Venus 
Mars, Jupiter and Saturn as you can see rule two signs at the same time. Mercury rules Gemini and Virgo. One is an air sign, one is an earth sign. Venus rules the first house of Taurus and Libra. Although it is the same planet, it has got different energies. One is an earth sign, one is an air sign. Same with Mercury. One is an air sign, one is an earth sign as you can see there. And so Jupiter also rules Sagittarius and Pisces. Pisces is a water sign. Sagittarius is a fire sign. Saturn rules the first house of Capricorn and Aquarius. But Capricorn is an earth sign. Aquarius is an air sign. So these itself should tell you in and of itself that how planetary energies play out in different ascendants because if let's take another example of Capricorn Capricorn Saturn rules the first house so Aquarius becomes the second house uh, Pisces becomes the third Aries fourth Taurus fifth Gemini sixth and so on and so forth so as the ascendant changes therefore the house energy changes and so are the lords of the respective house now the lords of the respective houses the central theme to Vedic Astrology. That's why I'm giving more stress here about the Lords of the Houses. Because if the Lord of the House of one person sits in friend or enemy sign of another one, it gets exalted or debilitated, meaning it has more strength or it has less strength accordingly, which we shall see next. Okay, so next we shall talk about planetary friends and enemies and we'll revisit this pie chart in that one also friends and enemies next so here we'll talk about the friends and enemies okay also called as yoga karaka and i'll come to this term later so what are the friends and enemies i've spoken of this earlier but i'm just summarizing it for the health series because there's a lot more to come i need to be really concise about the information I'm trying to be as concise as possible so here are the symbols of the planets as you can see right from Sun all the way up till Ketu I've arranged them in the order and they have some friends as you can see listed they are neutral to some as you can see listed they are animical to some so each planet has a friend it's neutral to some and its enemies to some others this basically tells the psychology of the planet and what it considers as friend and assists those particular houses. Remember we just spoke of that. Different ascendants have different planets in the first house and therefore they have different friends and enemies according to the planets or the lords of different houses. Okay, Get used to this term lord of the different house, lord of the first house, lord of the fifth house so on and so forth because this will keep coming over and over again the entire Vedic astrology is based upon this lordship friendship and enemyship and what is debilitated what is exalted and all these kinds of things this will carry over everywhere even to health body constitution you name it so friends the Sun let's start with the Sun quickly Sun is friends with moon Mars and Jupiter neutral to Mercury enemies are Venus and Saturn so just taking this one as an example, Leo has Sun in the Ascendant. The Lord of the first house is Sun here. Remember, we'll start using these terms now. The Lord of the first house is the Sun in case of Leo Ascendant. So if Moon is placed here in the first house, it will do good for the Leo Ascendant. Okay. However, if 
Venus is placed here in the first house. It is inimical to the Sun because Sun is the Lord of the first house and Venus is sitting here which Sun does not like or Saturn if it's placed here Sun does not like it. This is the symbol of the Lordship and enemyship. It's like you going and sitting in your enemy's house. Somebody you don't like, you will definitely be uncomfortable sitting in that their houses, right? You will be very comfortable in your friend's house and some others like neutral, Mercury. If Mercury is sitting here, Sun doesn't bother with it because this is the owner. The Lordship of each one of these shown here, 1 through 12, which I'm indicating, showing you on the screen right now. The Lordship is all about, I own this house. Mars owns the house of Aries. Venus owns the house of Taurus and so on and so forth. As you can see, all the way up to Jupiter owns the house of Pisces. So, in this list, whichever one is shown as friends, naturally, if the ascendant is Moon, let's say for Cancer, most of the planets for Moon are neutral. They, it doesn't have any enemies. It has only two friends, Moon and Mercury. So the houses of uh, uh, Mercury for the Cancer Ascendant are which one? The 12th house and the 3rd house. So Mercury, if it sits in these houses, Cancer Ascendant really enjoys it because it is friendly with them. Okay? Think of it like this, any one of these houses. And rest of them, it doesn't really bother because it's neutral to everyone. Let's take another example, Saturn. Saturn is enemies with Sun, Moon and Mars. So for a Saturn ascendant like Aquarius or Capricorn, let's say. Okay. Let's say Capricorn, house number 10 as you can see there. Now if Sun is sitting there in the ascendant, it's very bad for a Capricorn because it does not like it. It's sitting in the enemy house. What else is the enemy of Saturn over here? Moon. So if anything is sitting in the seventh house, which is looking at the moon, the seventh house for a Capricorn ascendant is Cancer. So if Sun is sitting here, for example, it is ruled by moon. And it is enemies with this, so it does not like it. And it goes on and on like this for all the 12 ascendants. North and South node of the moon are not friends, enemies with anyone, but you have to consider the dispositor. Dispositor means these two are not real planets. They are nodes of the moon, which intersect with the orbit of the sun. Orbit of the sun intersecting the orbit of the moon makes north node and south node of the moon. Okay, These are not real planets, so they don't have any real friends and enemies. However, they imitate whatever planet lordship it is sitting in. Suppose um, for Leo ascendant, Rahu or the north node of the moon is sitting in the second house. So it will imitate the energy of Mercury because it is sitting in the house of Mercury. Whichever house it is sitting in, it will imitate that as you can see as I'm pointing here. So it will imitate the lord of the house in which it is sitting. The lord of that house in this case is called the dispositor or it lend the disposition of the Lord of the house to Rahu and make it very attached to it. Ketu provides the disconnection from, disassociation from the same dispositor of the Ketu. Rahu, if it is in this example, second house, Ketu will be in the 12th house. They are 180 degrees apart every time. 
So that's the way you got to see this. Okay. So consider this, for example, with just what we spoke of as lords and rulers. So lord and rulership as well as friends and enemyship is extremely crucial to understand why something is not functioning or why something is functioning very well, be it health, be it career, be it job, be it money, be it anything. It means simply that one is sitting in the enemy house of the other. If it is neutral, it doesn't provide any good or bad aspect to it. There is also a neutral thing as you can see marked over there. So I have listed all of this here on the screen. You can take screenshots of this and keep it as your reference point. It will be, be very helpful in learning astrology and keeping this as a guideline. Doesn't matter if you are doing western or Vedic form of chart. That will just displace the ascendant and all the planets and points. But however the principle applies everywhere. I am just trying to focus you on the principles of astrology. So next video, because this has gone long enough, I think I'll talk in the next one about benefics and malefics and psychology of planets. So let's talk about the next one. Keep watching. Thank you for all your likes, shares and subscribes.